Well, as I said in the beginning, this is the uh, the month of October, and uh, so we have May, but we also have October that's dedicated, uh, set aside in a special way to Mary, and especially to the Rosary, October in particular, dedicated to the Rosary. So I'd like to preach about the Rosary today. Um, we see in our readings this theme that goes through all of them, and that is that the humble person, it's his prayers, it's her prayers that are heard by God. So humility being a key to our prayers being answered, to the effectiveness of our prayers. And uh, who is more humble but the Blessed Mother? And that's why her prayers are so effective. Um, this is a... It was about maybe eight, ten years ago or so I enrolled, uh, I was enrolled in the, in the scapular, in the brown scapular, which I wear. And every day since then, I've prayed the rosary. I never let a day go by uh, without praying the rosary. I'm a big advocate of it. And uh, uh, I know I'm as proud as a peacock. I don't know about you guys, but I'm as proud as a peacock. So I need, I need to go to Mary to have prayers answered. She's humble, and it's her prayers that gets, get answered. So I go to her through the rosary. And, and that proves to be a very effective way uh, to pray for me, for everyone, though. Now, let's look at some of the scriptures here. Uh, in the gospel, we've got this contrast between these two individuals. Uh, the Pharisee, he's a very proud man. He's sitting there talking about how he's glad that he's not like everybody else. And, uh, but then we have the, the tax collector who acknowledges that he's a sinner and Christ says that it's the it's the tax collector's prayer that's answered, and he goes home having received God's grace, being justified by His grace, and not the other person. So we see this this virtue of humility uh, is essential to the hearing of the of the prayer of God, hearing the tax collector's prayer. In our psalm, we sung together. Uh, the Lord hears the cry of the poor. Now, poor. The word poor, those who are poor all throughout scripture, it can have, it has to do with those who are materially poor. But at a deeper level, at a more spiritual level, the poor are those who know they don't have their own resources to depend upon when it comes to the spiritual life. The poor know they need to turn to spiritual resources outside of themselves. They're therefore open to God. They know that it's God who has the spiritual wealth and riches that they need to live a successful Christian life, a successful spiritual life. So it's the cry of those who are humble and open to God and acknowledging that they're in need, and it's, it's those who, uh, whose prayers God hears. And then in our first reading, this was a very beautiful line uh, we, we heard. It says, The prayer of the lowly pierces the clouds, and it does not rest until it reaches its goal. So it's the lowly, the humble, whose prayer goes straight to God. Now, speaking about the rosary, um, we would want to ask kind of a basic question here. Where does the word rosary itself come from? Okay, rosary. We say it all the time, but maybe we don't really think about it. What exactly are we saying? What is this word rosary? It's kind of an interesting word. Uh, it, the English word rosary goes back to a Latin word, rosarium. Uh, rosarium is a rose garden, a garden full of roses. 
Uh, it can also mean uh, a, a bouquet of roses. It can also mean a garland of roses, and that's getting closer to what we talk about. A garland or a crown of roses. And so what we're doing when we pray the rosary, every Hail Mary is, as it were, a rose that we are weaving together to create a crown to place on Mary's head and to honor her uh, in that way. It also goes back to uh, the Middle Ages, and there's a lot of uh, courtly uh, love and romance uh, poems and songs and themes that were around at that time where you get the young guy and he's courting a woman and he's making a, a crown of roses for her head. And so it also has to do with that. There's a great story that ties into all of this. Uh, the rosary, the origin of the rosary, there's many different sources, one of which you know, we, we probably are familiar with the uh, tradition that it was revealed by Our Lady herself to St. Dominic. And I think there's some truth to that. But there are many different uh, streams that kind of come together and flow into the origin of the rosary. And here's one of them. The story from the Middle Ages, it goes like this. There was a simple layman who uh, had a great devotion to Mary. And uh, every, every day or every week, he would weave together this garland of flowers, whatever flowers were in season, and he'd place this uh, crown of flowers on Mary's head to honor her. And, uh, of course, when roses were in season, he especially delighted to place the, the crown of roses on Mary's head because the rose is a special symbol of Mary. And um, th- by doing this devotion, through Mary's intercession, he was given special graces to inspire him to go and join a monastery. So he joins a monastery, and uh, he's a simple man. He's not a learned man, so they don't have him teaching or anything like that. They have him kind of mopping the floor and doing errands. And next thing you know, he starts getting all of these tasks, all these menial duties, and there's so so much, he becomes so burdened that he doesn't have time to weave together his garland of roses for Mary. He loved doing that. And he doesn't have time to do that anymore. Uh, And so he's, he's, you know, he despairs and he's really depressed. And he's thinking about leaving the monastery. And his distressful situation comes to the knowledge of an older priest monk and this Older priest monk advises him. He says, "My son, this is what I recommend you do. In place of the beautiful garland uh, or wreath of roses that you would place on Mary's head, pray fifty Hail Marys in place of the roses, and that'll be the garland with which you honor her." And so he, in, a, in his simplicity and his great faith and devotion, he decides to do that. So he starts. Praying, he has a simple cord with 50 beads, not quite like the rosary as it's developed today, but you know, he's got a simple cord of 50 beads, and he prays 50 Hail Marys on this cord every day. One day he's doing an errand for the monastery, and he's riding a horse, it's the, it's the monastery's horse, it's a nice quality horse, and he's got a bunch of uh, uh, packages and different uh, merchandise on him, and he's going and he's delivering it somewhere. And he's in the, in the forest. He goes through a forest and he stops and he ties his horse up to a tree and he gets down on his knees and he's going to pray his 50 Hail Marys. Next thing you know, there's these thieves that sneak up behind him. Okay? And they're like, look at this idiot. He's, he's totally vulnerable. We're going to jump him. We're going to take all his goods. We're going to steal that nice horse. But they suddenly notice something to their great surprise. The most beautiful woman they've ever seen is standing right by 
this monk as he's on his knees praying his Hail Marys. And this beautiful woman is taking out of the man's mouth roses. With every Hail Mary that he prays, roses are coming out of his mouth. And she's taking these roses and she's weaving them together, a garland of roses. And when he's done with his 50 Hail Marys, the beautiful woman places the wreath on her head and she ascends to heaven. And the thieves are utterly dumbstruck. And they come up to the monk and they say, who was that beautiful woman that was standing by you? And he says, I don't know what you're talking about. I saw nothing. All I'm doing is I'm praying my Hail Marys like I was told to do. I know nothing. And uh, then they proceed to tell him more details. And they all together, both the, the monk and the thieves, realize that that was the Blessed Mother who was receiving each Hail Mary as it were a rose, beautifying, glorifying uh, her. And the thieves uh, are, conf- are uh, converted and they become big supporters of the monastery. And the, the monk is all the more uh, encouraged and fortified in his purpose of praying his 50 Hail Marys a day. So what we're doing here with the, with the rosary is we're beautifying Mary. We're giving her a rose. We're saying, as it were, you are a rose. Every Hail Mary that we pray, you are a rose. You are a rose. Uh, in the, the Hail Mary, we echo the words of St. Elizabeth, who praised Mary and said, Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And uh, as it is with Mary's, uh, I'm sorry, with Elizabeth's praises of Mary, so it is with ours. We notice, though, as soon as Elizabeth was done praising Mary, Mary turned to God. And she said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. And she does the famous Magnificat. And so when you praise Mary, your praises go straight through her to God. She even speeds them up, as it were. She's a a perfectly sensitive and clear uh, conductor of our praise straight to God. I know if you praise me, your praise goes in my ear and it stops in my head. And then my head starts getting bigger and bigger. That's not how, how it works with Mary, though. When you praise her, the praise goes in her ear and then out her mouth. And God, ultimately, is the one who receives the glory. And so we learn here that Mary, as an intercessor, she is transparent to God. And we go through her to God in a more speedy and, uh, and effective and efficient manner. Uh, and so, uh, you know, and I would also say in contrast here, just got done listening to an audio book uh, about social media and the perils of social media and how the negative effects that social media is having uh, upon um, uh, the young people uh, of our day. And uh, so the first time ever I heard of a woman, who I'm going to contrast over against the Blessed Mother, uh, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> Never heard of her before until I read this book. And um, so I guess uh, uh, Ms. Kardashian has produced a 352-page book full of selfies. She took her, her phone... And, you know, you can turn the camera around. Now, when I was a kid, I'm sorry, when I was a kid, we played with Smurfs. Smurfs are passe now, I know. But when I was a kid, we played with Smurfs, and there was always this guy, Vanity Smurf, and he had a mirror, you know. So today, the mirror is, is, the, is the selfie. 
So I guess, you know, she turns the camera around, she takes a selfie. She must have took, you know, 500 selfies or something like that. <laughs> and, and then she publishes them in a book, and people actually buy the book. And guess what the name of the book is? Selfish. <laughs> the name of the book is Selfish, and people are buying it. So I would just suggest to you, in contrast to, to Kim Kardashian, we have the Blessed Mother, uh, you know, whose praises don't stop with her, but they go directly to God. You know, there's young girls that are kind of imitating uh, Kim Kardashian, unfortunately, and they have these Instagram accounts, and they'll put up pictures of themselves, and, you know, they, uh, they, they print themselves, they take a long time, and they take pictures of themselves, and they put themselves up on Instagram, and then, you know, the, the girlfriends respond, uh, beautiful, gorgeous, flawless, but we, we know one who truly is flawless. That's, that's the Immaculate Mother of God. So, my brothers and sisters, let's rely upon the rosary because it's the prayer of the humble that reaches the Lord. And Mary is a model of humility for us. We learn to grow in humility. We can turn to her to grow in humility. And uh, most especially, it's because of her humble prayers in the rosary that our prayers are heard.